0: 6 p.m. Book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpresscom with amex Terms apply.
1: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like in the parking lot at your kids' Pee Wee Championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Hey,
2: everybody. This is John Middlecoff from 3 and Out with John Middlecoff. Superchargers, headlights, and more Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. The volume. Boxing with Chris Mannix is brought to you by FanDuel. It's never been easier to play fantasy on FanDuel. Whether you love basketball, golf, soccer, or any other fantasy sport, there is a contest for every fan. FanDuel, more ways to win. (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Boxing with Chris Mannix. We have got a terrific show for you today. I had a chance to sit down with the current unified lightweight world champion, Teofimo Lopez. We'll get into a number of things, including his upcoming fight with George Cambosis and what will be next after that fight. Specifically, Devin Haney, who's got another piece of that 135-pound title. It's a great conversation. Let's get into it. All right, one of my favorite fighters joining me on the podcast now Teofimo Lopez and if you call him anything other than undisputed you just have to look at his t-shirt and say he knows he is the undisputed 135 pound champion he is back in action defending his titles on June 19th that fight is against George Cambosis. you can see that live on Triller Teofimo good to catch up with you again man
5: Oh, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Mannix, for, for having me, man. I'm, I'm very happy, man. I can't wait. It's a couple more weeks, and uh, I feel great.
2: were you? I was going to ask you that, because I was out in Vegas when you were having your media availability stuff, and you were wearing a mask during it, and I heard you say to somebody you were on antibiotics. Like, were you sick
5: the last couple of weeks? Um, you know, just uh, climate change and all that stuff, you know, with my asthma and everything. It was just triggered. You know, but we were able to get the situation all, you know, settled and everything. So, yeah, you know, uh wasn't that I was sick. It was just uh, things with my asthma that was triggering. So, you know, uh, we're good now.
2: How is it being a boxer with asthma?
5: Oh, man, it's tough. It's tough, you know. Uh, just being an athlete in general, having asthma. I mean, there's there's probably a majority of us that do have it, you know, that probably don't. They're not very outspoken about it, you know, like myself. However, you know, it's... um just things that you got to be mentally strong with and, you know, little things that were changing. So uh, I'm very thankful to just be here, man. I've been in ICUs three times in my life. You know, I've almost died three times. So the last time I had a bad asthma attack, I think it was 10 years old after winning um, a state tournament (laughs) in boxing in the ring. And um, so, you know uh, I guess, you know, I'm abnormal, but I just try my best to always uh, find different ways to fix this problem. And luckily, we were able to get it in the nick of time, you know, and, uh, you know, we're all cleared.
2: Has it ever, I mean, how, how much does it impact your training, you know, having to deal with asthma issues?
5: Um, you know, the, the best thing that I'm, I'm very appreciative about is not exercise induced. However, it is with the climate and the, and the weather and everything. You know, I went from New York within a gasp of eight months. I went from New York to Arkansas to Vegas, you know, so I haven't really had that time to adjust to the climate or the environment that I'm in. So it was just things like that, you know, so it it is difficult. However, you know, we're at that point now, you know, and, and, and we were able to get the the whole problem, you know, where there's a problem, there's always a solution to it. So we were able to find it. You've been doing
2: that training in Arkansas for a couple of fights now, haven't you?
5: Um, actually, no, you know, I think that, uh, Arkansas was just a a base for the moment, you know, during COVID when it was really rough, you know, we was out there for about six months or so. Mm -hmm. And, um, And we were just able to, you know, settle down for a little bit, but uh, we had, we, we knew that it was just only going to be a temporary spot and we just moved out here to Vegas now.
2: How does, you know, a guy like you fit into Arkansas? I'm curious. You (laughs) don't seem like the Arkansas
5: type. Um, I bought a truck, man. I think everybody over there has a truck. So uh, I had to to get me a truck, man, uh, just to fit in, but uh, it's, it's. You know, it's definitely different. However, the people are phenomenal there. You know, um, very nice, uh, very welcoming. And, you know, it was just great being there at that time in Jonesboro, Arkansas. And, um, you know, it was very, you know, the, I guess the word spread so quick that they had someone, you know, like myself there. And it was just great taking photos with folks. And, um, you know, just uh, now just being over here in Vegas in the West Side, you know, it's all about the entertainment part and just elevating my my status as a fighter and as a as an athlete.
2: So you're big in Arkansas, is what you're telling me.
5: <laughs> yeah, so what it seems like. So it was, uh, you know, they were going to plan on giving me the, the key to the city and all those things, and it's very nice of them. But, you know, uh, just things happened throughout that time, and, um, you know, I'm just thankful to be here, man. That's all. So
2: I want to get to your fight with Kambosis, Uh but we missed you ringside uh, on Saturday, last Saturday, uh, against uh, when Devin Haney was fighting Jorge Linares. I, I would I would liken it to Efimo to me being like, a drunk guy texting a girl that, that's how I was texting you. I kept texting you over and over, like, you come to the fight, you want to FaceTime in at the fight, like, repeatedly texting you over and over again, trying to get you uh, to that arena to be there. But you, I mean, is it just about wanting to stay focused on what's at hand, or was there another reason why you didn't? Because you go to you, fights a lot, I see you at a lot of uh, uh, outside boxing events.
5: Yeah, you know, my whole thing is that I'm just, uh, at the end of the day, I'm just training for myself, you know, and I'm, I'm fighting myself. So, yeah, you know, it's just staying focused. And I knew that going to the Devin Haney, uh, to, the, to his fight alone was, um, you know, I was just going to get the same rep- questions over and over. All right, how are you going to fight Devin Haney, Devin Haney? But right now, I got to get the job done June 19th against George Campbell Jr. And I can't overlook him. So it's all those things, you know, um, just staying focused. And, and uh, that's what what's at task right now, my short-term goal. And then we could get back on um, on that on that uh, that route of taking out Devin Haney, the email champion.
2: <laughs> you, you do you never miss an opportunity to drop the email champion line, do you?
5: No, not at all. You know, I think that uh, I I wouldn't be as critical or as hard on him if it wasn't if he had earned it in the ring. You know, like myself, I earned it in the ring. You know, and I think that that's what a true champion does. Uh, you don't claim a world title, you know, and whether it's his fault or not, I just feel like. Um, we could blame whoever we want at this point. I just feel like uh, for someone to actually acknowledge saying that he is a world champion, you haven't fought for one or you haven't fought for the title. I just feel like that's uh, being fake, you know, and, um, you know, but hey, uh, he did what he had to do um, Saturday night. You know, he he looked impressive. He did what he had to do. He took a big shot, came back, and uh, I'm just looking forward to doing my part and we can make this, we can settle this whole argument about who's the WBC champion.
2: I know you've said in other interviews you didn't watch the full fight, but the highlights that you saw—whether it was how he used the jab early on, which I thought was really effective, getting clipped in the tenth round, and how he uh, was able to recover—I mean, did did you watch whatever you watched of it, and take away anything from it?
5: Um, I'm my, you know, I'm very hard on myself, so I guess that's why I could be hard on a lot of these fighters. Uh, I'm my worst critic and I think for them you know I' gonna be I'm gonna be very critique on them on on certain things as a champion, you know especially in those championship rounds, those are the rounds that really matter the, uh, the most, you know and, and it's because it's no longer about the mental and, and the game plan and anything. Now it's all about who wants it more. you know and I think that um, just seeing the highlights and seeing you talking to him and just hearing from his his own people, his own town, you know Vegas is his home and hearing them boo, and everything you know I think that it just goes to show that he probably he didn't do a well enough job for his people you know or for everyone Um, when the when the stakes are high man you have to you have to live up to them and I don't think that he did that you know but he got the job done Uh, he seems that like he's very satisfied and I think he's telling everybody that he didn't get hurt in that in that 10th round at the end you know and I you know uh, but everybody saw him do uh, do the juke dance you know so yeah, I, you know?
2: I I think he got hurt and I you know ben, game, Davison, but yeah. Yeah, ben Davison Yeah, Ben caught it in the corner um uh, and told him to stand up, you know, to get his legs underneath him in the between the tenth and eleventh round. Uh because I, I think they knew he was hurt in that moment.
5: Uh, you know, and I think it shows, you know, when um I guess they said he was holding a lot, you know, and all those things. And whether you're clinching and all those things, I think you just gotta show, you know, you really gotta show it. When the going gets tough, you gotta go harder. You know that's how I am. You know when Lomachenko pressed me in the 11th I came back stronger in the 12th. You mm-hmm. know and and when I did that he took a step back. So so that's all about who wants it more. And with him fighting dirty, giving me cuts in those in the last couple seconds of that of that round, you know, the final round. It's all about who wants it more, you know. I think at the end it's uh I'll die in that ring um mm-hmm. you know to get mine. You know and, th- and that's th- what it was.
2: There's no doubt that you know the 12th round against Lomachenko when you pressed it like you know I I didn't expect that like you you I thought you might because maybe you were in the lead you turned out to be in a pretty comfortable lead but you you took the action to him and that was uh I I think in addition to getting the win how you got the win definitely uh was was noteworthy I
5: I think I think what it is at the end is like I could still hurt Lomachenko you know just like I could hurt any of these guys so I have from first round to 12 rounds to hurt you I have 12 rounds to hurt you so I'm gonna take advantage of that you know I thought that uh, we were going into the 11th, so I was off by a round, you know. When it was the final round, so I was off. I thought we were going from 10 to 11. My father's like, my coach, he's like, "What the hell you doing? Like, this is the last round." I said, "Wait, what?" I said, "Oh." He's like, "Let it all out." I said, "Okay." So, you know, we did what we had to do. You know, that's what it's all about: staying composed, keeping that that um keeping that 20% left for those type of championship rounds that I do. You know, and um we were able to do that. I I and I cleaned them out in the last round, which you know it showed everybody what. There's no uh, limit to me. You know, you can't shorten me and I'm never going to overlook anyone. I'm not going to make the mistakes that Oscar De La Hoya did with Felix Trinidad. You know, those are the things that I look back at. Just because you're winning the fight doesn't mean that you have to slow it down.
4: Hey, guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. we got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton, is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds are like, you know, he's really good, Creighton. You know watch Creighton. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon, the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton.
1: A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary.
2: You know, you, you're you right. You have to get through Cambosis first before you can think about anything else. Um yeah. Yeah, You were so into the Lomachenko fight. Like, that was what you wanted for so long. Um, and preparing for it, you must have been extremely motivated. Has you had any problems getting motivated for this fight, a mandatory challenge? Cambos is good, undefeated. He's got things going for him, but it's not on the same level maybe of a Lomachenko. Has the preparation been any
5: different? Oh, a lot, a lot. Honestly, it's better than I did with the Lomachenko preparation. Uh, much better, uh, especially mentally and physically. You know, uh, my nutritioning has always been phenomenal. You know, I'm able to do what I'm able to do and look the way I look because of my team. You know, perfecting athletes, they always make sure I'm okay. Uh, The whole thing, man, mentally now is just all about what else can I do? That's really what I tell myself in the gym now. It's working on myself, perfecting my craft, working on whether it's on one hand or the other, working on my straight rights. I really want to take this guy out and look impressive while doing it. You know, I feel like uh, the Lomachenko fight, it elevated me to a whole nother level. You know, um, and that's what I love. I love challenging myself because I take that in. You know, when you go against the best, you become the best. And my whole goal is to become the greatest of all time. You know, just like the the legends of themselves. Like today is a, a fifth anniversary. It's the fifth year that we lost a, a GOAT, you know, Muhammad Ali. So it's all, all those things, you know, I pay tribute to, and I, I couldn't do it without those guys.
2: You know, you are taking this fight. On Triller, they won the purse bid for it, um, a substantial amount. You are still promoted by Top Rank. What is your relationship with Top Rank right now?
5: Uh, my relationship with Top Rank, you know, we're we're cordial at the moment, you know, and we're 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 at talking stages right now, and the whole thing now at this point is just me performing on June nineteenth, and you know, like I said, I, I still that into my into consideration that what bob Aram had mentioned earlier that if if triller wants me that bad they could buy out my contract so i feel like my whole uh teal is open to the market for the zone for triller for showtime and whoever else all these networks and whoever wants to you know so my go- my goal is to really be uh to really look impressive come june 19th and let everybody know hey i'm up for grabs who wants it you know if top rank still wants to uh take care of Teal Female, they still have me for the next three years, but I'm at, I'm at a point now where, you know, whoever wants to be a female man, I, I bring I bring something more than just uh, the fight game. I bring the entertainment, and I bring them... I talk my shit and I back it up. You know, I know what to do. And as an entertainer, it's all about that. It's all about giving back and uh, finding different ways, different ways to uh, to entertain everyone.
2: Were you offended by how Top Rank approached this Cambosis fight?
5: Uh, you know, it's it's. Um, it's business, right? You know, at the end of the day, I can't take anything personal when it comes to that. They they have a budget and they have a way that they 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 see a fight. You know, they still have that old school mentality, but this is a new modern day era. This is new, and this is uh, boxing is new, man. It's a it's a whole new sport. You know, we got YouTubers now. I mean, <laughs> so it's all about those things, and I think that sometimes they need to wake up and smell the coffee. You know, and it's uh at this point now, you know, 23 years young, Teofimo undisputed. Uh, I could retire tomorrow, like I said, and, and be in the Hall of Fame. You know, I made history, but I feel like at this point, there's so much more I can't do, and I'm not even in my prime yet, so I just want everyone else to know that, you know, and I think for all the networks out there, and for all those, I'm going to stock within myself, you know, and I feel like, um, you know, with if you bet onto your female, double down because you're going to always win.
2: Yeah, you are certainly confident in yourself, and I love your idea about how to make a – Devin Haney fight happen. And I, I echoed it on the air last week. I mean, you're the franchise champion. Tefimo has the WBC belt. Make a purse yeah. bid. Order a purse bid. It's pretty simple, right? Like, and you know, as you well know, guys can make a lot of money on purse bids. So, so <laughs> go to purse bid and let the best promoter, network, whoever it is, win. Everybody gets paid, and boxing before the end of the year, in what might be yeah. your last fight at 135 gets a true unquestionably no bitching about it undisputed 135 pound champion
5: yeah you know i think that that's what it's all about there's so many different ways that we could make this fight happen and i'm gonna push for all of those ways you know i'm gonna corner him at the end of it all i'm gonna corner devin haney because he has been the one that's been talking but he doesn't show anything you know but a lot of folks don't see that because they're not behind the scenes of it all you know i'm there you know when he was calling out lomachenko he already had signed his contract with lenares so it's all those things that people don't see that that plays out in those roles. So it's all it's all about you know getting the job done June 19th, getting getting rid of uh George Cambosis, looking impressive and to the point where, hey, oh, we're gonna get this fight. Best believe that. And um, my whole thing is that my goal is to look the best that I, I can be. Because at this point, I impressed it, I impressed myself just as much as I did with everybody else when I fought Lomachenko. You know, I showed not just uh, the speed, the power, but the ring IQ. And we we dominated the matrix. We de- de- decoded it, you know? And the whole thing is um just doing that against George Campbell Jr. We can't overlook him. You know, we've seen it happen in the past where they overlooked somebody and like myself, and I beat the number one pound-for-pound pound guy. So I, I put myself in his shoes, and, and all I know is that we're both training for one guy, and one guy only, and that's Teofimo.
2: Yeah, and, and what I respect about you, Teofimo, is that, you bet on yourself last year. You you didn't, you, you could have said, I'll fight Lomachenko down the, down the road. You didn't. You took the money that was on the table. And now you're in a position, you're going to get paid for this fight. And then a Devin Haney fight, if it goes to a purse bid, especially, you're both going to get paid. And, you know, if you beat Devin Haney, you know, I assume what's waiting for you is Josh Taylor in 2022, which could be a, I mean, a monster fight, bigger than all of them uh, next year. Undisputed versus undisputed. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that, makes boxing fans just start to, to sweat.
5: Yeah, and you know, so when I beat Devin Haney, when I beat George Cambosos, uh, that's the guy that we're going for. And he better not move up to 147. They're talking about him, <laughs> you know, moving up to 147 already. And I can see that, you know, I can see it happening, but hey, at the end of it all, my goal, my short-term goal on top of it is to become back-to-back undisputed world champion. You know, there's so much more I can do. I mean, look at the greats like Jordan, like Tyson, and, and so on and so forth in the sports and all around Serena Williams and all, um, you know, they didn't stop when they won three or six, you know, they kept going, they kept going and they kept going. It's the same thing here. You know, I'm, 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 I'm proud of my achievements, but I won't settle for them. You know, there's so much more I can do in this sport and it's just about bringing the sport back to, to uh, its roots, you know, just making big fights happen. That's what it's all about.
2: You got Lampley calling your fight. That's not bad. That's not bad.
5: Oh man. I'm telling you, (laughs) Hey, I'm so thankful. I feel like the boxing gods are with me in my corner, man, the universe and all, man. And it's a, it's a blessing, you know, just giving back to the sport and and just having Jim Lampley back on man. His last, his last time was December 8th of 2018. I mean, Mm. my goodness, we're in 2021 and, and he just has comment alone about myself and that this was the right fight for him to come back to. That is a, that is a huge compliment within itself, man. I took that in deeply and I can't wait to meet him and I can't wait to perform uh, beautifully in front of him.
2: It'll almost be like, you know, meeting Chris Maddox, right? Like, it'll be like on that. Absolutely. That
5: same, like, when I got to meet you, I was shaking. <laughs> I had a, you know, a handshake and all. <laughs> you fucking
2: liar. What are you
5: talking
2: about? <laughs> hey, Teofimo, looking forward to June 19th, George Kambosos lightweight championship live on Triller. Uh, good luck, man. And uh, hopefully we're talking about bigger fights in the immediate aftermath of that.
5: Absolutely. Thank you for having me. And for everyone, tune in June 19th, Marlins Ballpark. 30 37,000 people in attendance. You guys don't want to miss this. Trust me. It's going to be a show. The greatest showman.
2: My thanks again to Teofimo Lopez for coming on the pod. We will be back on Friday with another episode when I talk with longtime play-by-play man and new voice of Triller, Jim Lampley.
3: Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.